Hey guys, welcome back to Jesus Time, where we talk about what Jesus tells us in our times with Him. And I am still encouraged from last week's podcast where Christia spoke about her walk with Jesus and how His grace motivates her to move forward and do amazing things with the gifts God has given her. So thanks again, Christia. You're the best. And I got so excited about having a friend to talk with on my podcast that today we have another very special guest because I cannot get enough of the body of Christ and these awesome people that God has put in my life. And today's guest is none other than my favorite 20-year-old, Talia Lou. That's my daughter. Say hi, Talia. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so uh, I can put it down, but then it doesn't sound quite right. Okay. So we'll... we'll We'll do what we need to do. So, Talia, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, obviously, she's my daughter, so I adore her. And if you know her, you adore her too. And if you don't, it's because you don't know her well enough. <laughs> she is such a force. She is a fierce lover of people, and the expression of her love is to protect and to help. And man, she can just jump in with what seems like unlimited strength and energy. And it's so inspiring and so encouraging. So I just wanted to brag about her before we <laughs> talk to her. So uh, Tilly, uh, is there anything that you want to share about who you are with the listeners? Uh, no. No? All right. She did tell me before that she's like, mom, you have to ask me specific questions. I was like, okay, so that's fair. So Talia, we're talking today about Christian dating because it's so awkward and it's so potentially uncomfortable because I feel like every church or every group of believers, uh, not just in different cultures, but even within America and different churches in America, dating is different. Christian dating is different. So I know you recently, or maybe not so recently started dating. (laughs) That is true. That is true. And so, um, I'd love to kind of pick your brain about kind of like the before and how you thought of dating before, uh, and even the process of starting to date and now and how, how God and your Jesus time informed that. So let's start in uh, high school because you went to public high school, you're homeschooled through middle school, and then we threw you to the wolves (laughs) in public high school. And I remember you sharing that almost all of your friends were dating in high school. A lot of them. A lot of them. Okay. And so one of my fears, I'll be honest, as a parent was, oh my goodness, if I send my beautiful daughter in high school, is she going to be swept up in this culture of dating and relationships that I, I, in my personal opinion, thought she was too young for, (laughs) but you kind of went in and you made your own decisions. So talk to me about what the dating culture was like in high school and then how you formed your opinions of dating and what those opinions were. So in high school, um, I mean, dad made a rule that we can't date in high school, which I was very thankful for. <laughs> okay. Because, like, seeing all the worldly high school relationships was, mm. like, 
it was kind of like a joke. It's like, okay, you're with this person because you're lonely, or you want someone to kiss or Ooh. to hold, you know, to be like, oh, that's my, that's Bay, that's my, that's my boo, <laughs> which I thought was very stupid. Um, Why also, did you think that was stupid? It's just because of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, Wait, um, I was raised that? with a. I feel like feminist is not a strong enough word to describe how you raised us just very much like strong independent woman Mm. like you don't need a man and like they'll hold you back or they'll just whatever and we would watch the barbie movies and you'd be like oh what an absolute idiot i can't believe she's waiting for a man to save her unbelievable and then like jasmine or meredith from brave would come around you'd be like yeah that's the one So I did this to you. You did. You did. Which, I mean, Mm. that just helped, I feel like, us see more clearly on, like, Mm. okay, maybe she has some truth to what she's saying. Because, like, Mm. girls are idiots, boys are idiots, especially in the high school age. Mm. So I got to see that firsthand with a bunch of my friendships Mm -hmm. slash their their own relationships of, like, Mm. oh, I really like this boy. And I was like, okay, well, he's a drug dealer. It's like, oh, no, I can change him. Or that's not who he really is. Or he's different around me. And I'm like, okay, well... Wow. <laughs> um, uh, so, wow. I mean, at the end of the day, I was able to just keep a very like level head about not only I did not, ge- I genuinely did not desire a relationship, mm. or if I did, it would be like for a moment, and then be like, okay, well, I'm just, I just want to hold someone's hand, and that's preposterous. I hold my own hand. I'll hold my <laughs> sister's hand. <laughs> so, um, wow. Okay. So the things that I shared and growing up, and I. I remember one time feeling like I may have gone too far. And I remember asking you and your sisters, hey guys, has mommy ruined you for marriage? <laughs> Do you remember me asking yeah. you that? Yeah, didn't we say yes? <laughs> <laughs> I think if it, I don't think you said yes because I would have been crushed. But I think you were like, no mom, it's good. Because also you see the example of me and dad. Exactly. So I, I was curious about how that would work if you see me and dad who... Obviously, we are so in love with each other, and I think our example was one thing, but then I would say another thing, and I was always curious about how that would affect you guys, and also for our listeners who were very triggered by the word feminist. (laughs) Um, I think the way our family uses it is just, um, is, is the way Talia described. It's like, as a woman of God, we're not looking to a man to complete us. We're looking to the Lord to complete us. So yeah. just just to clarify that. But um, so how did that affect you? Me saying what I did, but then seeing my example with dad. Um, just, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. I was freaking the teenager i don't know not looking at these things observing these things that's true that's true it could have just been you were in the place that I you also were was not looking to date anyone so mm. i did not care about other like dating examples because i wasn't looking for that for mm. myself so okay okay it's not yeah okay so basically in those teenage years you're just looking at the environment around you you had remembered what i had shared with you all those years mm-hmm. and then you saw oh it's true these girls are compromising maybe who they are who they could be for a drug dealer a drug dealer which that's crazy but that does happen and that did that was an actual example in your i'm sure probably yeah or just 
guys that were I knew were not good guys. And they yeah. were like, well, you don't know him. And I was like, well, I know all I need to know. Gotcha, gotcha. That's true because something my mom shared with me growing up is when passion increases, cognition decreases. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of what you were observing in the high that's school. That's pretty much what happened in high school. Mm, good. Okay, so let's move on. Because then you graduated and you went to college. And that's when dad and I both gave you our blessing. You're like, okay, honey, we trust your character. If that's something you want to do, if you want to date, um, you kind of know what to look for. You know what to avoid. Mm -hmm. And then you were, you had left our home. You were in a different city at college. So maybe even looking at that first year. Um, and you didn't date that first year. Can you talk about what that was like for you? Um, again, I didn't really desire a relationship, mm. so I didn't really go looking for it. Also, no one asked me out, <laughs> so I, okay, okay. I mean, I wasn't really, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want a relationship for myself, and like, I was like, okay, like, you know what, eventually, like, if God wants me to have a husband, like, he'll make that clear to me, because the way mm. God speaks to me is very much, like, direct, like, he will, uh. he will directly tell me, like, either through another person, or like, I'll ask him a question, and then, like, He'll just make it very clear to me. Mm. So I was always like, you know what? Like I, especially being the girl, don't have to worry about pursuing anyone or if anyone like da da da. So I was like, you know what? If God wants me to have a husband, he'll put him right in front of my face and he'll be like, Talia, this is the one, this is the one you date. And I'll be like, okay, but until then, I'm not looking. I'm not going to be envious of mm. my other friends who are in relationships and that like mindset of if he wanted to he would like mm. god if he wanted to he would yeah um like help me to be content in my singleness and also mm. like be able to be genuinely happy for my friends in relationships instead of like mm. i don't know because i feel like mm. sometimes like when you're single for a long time and you have friends like all your good friends are getting in relationships you're kind of like oh like i'm the only one left like I wonder if I'll ever find anybody or like da da da. Whereas like, I mean, in my position, I was like, I like if I don't have a boyfriend right now, it's because it's not God's timing for me, yeah, and that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So and I remember sitting down with God one day, and I was like, you know what? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that you promise us a husband or mm -hmm. a wife or a significant other. And I'm like, genuinely, like if I have to be single for the rest of my life, I'm okay with it. And, like, just giving that to God, like, genuinely releasing it to God and, like, letting him have it. I'm like, okay. And then a couple months later, uh, John asked me out. So, <laughs> I mean. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. And, again, like, not that, not that that is the formula to getting a boyfriend. Because that's not, I know that's not what you're saying. But one thing I want to key in on, which I thought was really beautiful, is the byproduct of a content life is being able to be genuinely happy for others. Mm -hmm. Who get what you don't have yeah and i think that's such a good not just byproduct but also a good diagnostic so if you are starting to feel a little bit jealous of a friend then i think that's something you can bring to god and be like okay god why am i envious here okay it's because i'm not content and then like you said give it to god so before we go on to the your relationship with john um can you speak at all about how you got to that place of contentment? Or is that just some a way that you're wired? Or Honestly, it's probably just the way that I'm wired. Mm, okay. Because I feel like it is harder for some people than others. It was not that hard for me, but I can see how for other people it would be really, really difficult. Mm. Especially if you are someone who does not like giving up control in certain areas of your life. Oh. Because that's what it was. It was giving up control over 
I want this kind of relationship. Good. Like, well, yeah. We don't have it, so. So what was it about your relationship with God that helped you to do that? Just like, I don't know, just getting closer to him and like getting to know his character, being like, okay, like God's not a bad person, obviously, because he's not human. Mm. So <laughs> that's so good. And he's not flawed. So like that. any any thinking about like any type of thinking that we could do about something like would be the flawed one not god's wow view of it, so i love that that's so good so that's really guys that was a crash course in contentment in case you missed it is to get to know the character of god because god is not like us and he's perfect so thank you for that that's so helpful i'm gonna keep that in my back pocket okay so let's move on to john asking you out and what was that process like um and and knowing where you were with Jesus, was that exciting? Was that awkward? Was that, how was that for you? Um, I mean, before I even like was dating anyone or like was interested in anyone, I made like a list of features, characteristics, whatever that I might like in a future spouse. Mm -hmm. And I like just had that in the back of my mind or I gave it to God and then and it's very important to do that when you don't like anyone. Yeah. If you like someone while you're making this list, you're going to make it about them, whether it's conscious or not. Sure. Um, but I... Sorry, there's a song in the background that distracted me. Yeah, that's okay. You were talking about the list that you had made when you didn't like yeah, anybody. Yeah, so I made, a, like, I made a list, and then, I don't know, just... I was like, I also made a decision that like I wanted to be friends with this person before we dated because mm. I was like friends into a relationship is much I feel like can be much smoother and much mm. easier than like like sure. meeting somebody on Tinder or Christian Mingle mm-hmm. like going out on a date yeah which is fine but yes that would be more challenging I yeah think. what uh can do you remember a couple of the things on your list that were deal breakers for you well obviously he had to be a Christian mm-hmm um, I wanted him to be funny because I'm hysterical, so he's got <laughs> he's got to be funny. I know. I remember even from a young age, sense of humor was so important to you. Yeah. Okay. Good. Just like other things, like kind or generous, or, mm. you know, whatever. Like a little bit more opposite my personality. Oh, good. Somebody who complimented you. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, That's really wise. Yeah, and then like. Some bonuses was like athletic or musical, mm. um, like light eyes. I think was on my list. Oh, how funny! And then for mom's sake, <laughs> stop for him to be brown <laughs> because she would also always tell me it's like, okay, I will love whoever no. you love, <laughs> but brown babies are the cutest babies. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. That's you know what? No one's perfect. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I did make that comment, and I am genuine when I say I will love whoever you love. Oh, I know, yeah, and I knew that. Okay, <laughs> that's really cute. Um, I just put brown on my list for you, mom. Oh, thanks, Lenny. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so you had the list, and then he asked you out, and had you already liked him at that point, or did you? Yeah. So okay. apparently, we had liked each other the entire time that like since we first encountered oh but neither one of us thought that the other person liked Mm -hmm. us because we were like ain't no way like they're just 
they're too amazing. Like, they don't like me or whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, so I, on my side of things, I was like, okay, obviously this guy is too perfect. He does not, there's no way he likes me. No. So I'm going to like shut off my like emotions towards things so that, um, so that I like protect my heart from like right. falling for a guy and then like him not liking me back. I'd be like, oh, dang it. Um, but I forgot I was talking about, so I walked in. Um, you were talking about how that was when he first asked you because you had you were clear on before and then now what it was like and you're like you had liked each other before and you're like oh he's too perfect oh yeah I had, I had asked you if you liked him before he asked you or what and you did you had you both liked each mm. other and that was but we didn't know we didn't know and so I, I think that's really cool it's how you kind of just went about your lives mm. and you guys were part of the same small group or house church or what just like friend group friend group like, like okay. hung out late at night which I found out also later he hung out late at night because of me oh because <laughs> he's he's not a late night person apparently oh <laughs> so i thought that was really funny but um yeah we just got to we were able to like hang out a lot we were friends for like seven months or so before mm-hmm. he asked me out um but like we were really good friends and mm-hmm. we would get along and we'd be able to talk about things you know just like hang out and be good friends good and um and so whenever he asked me out, I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. It was not... It was also a... in my head, like, he was checking all the boxes. Mm. And I was like, God, I mean, hey, if you if you want to set me up with this guy, you will go right ahead. <laughs> you let him know. <laughs> I love it. And you had already said before, God, you have to bring me the guy. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he did. <laughs> so that's cool. So now you've been dating how long? Um, in like seven days, it will be five months. <laughs> five months. That's not a lot of time. It's not a lot, but it's also a lot. It's also a lot. And I think because you had a friendship beforehand. Yeah. That, I feel like a lot of the get to know you time was done. Done. Yeah. So, okay. So you've been dating five months. And, um, so now in your relationship with John as a Christian, and thinking back to the high school relationships, what's different about quote unquote Christian dating versus what you saw? And granted, high school, there's a lot of maturity. Yeah. Um, but speak to the difference in that and what is it like now for you dating this godly man? Um, well, I mean, the difference between high school relationships and Christian relationships is like, I don't know. It's Well, obviously there's a difference, but I'm like, like my mind is really like all over the place right now it's okay but i mean high school relationships okay i'm gonna say this nobody get butt hurt because i know that there are some successful like christian high school relationships but like high school relationships are not it like you should not be dating in high school no one is no one is in their right minds at 13 years old to be dating someone it's just not that's just not how it works mm. and like in the one or two cases that like it works out that's great that's awesome but like the majority of the time high school relationships you just, you're just not mature enough you have not lived enough life to like to, whatever like support yourself and support another whole other person emotionally mm. and 
physically or whatever high school people do. <laughs> whatever high school people do. Yeah. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's, that's some wisdom there. Yeah, but it just, it brought me a lot of peace that, like, dad didn't let us date in high school because then I was like, I don't even need to worry about, like, mm. getting into a relationship I'm going to regret or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, um, yeah. And I love that, how much you trusted your dad's heart. I yeah. think that was a big deal. Because also high school boys are icky. Yeah. So. No shade to any high school boys listening. Mm. Okay, a little shade. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, high school girls are icky too, so it's Some, not like, yeah. yeah, okay. So, uh, so tell me just what is it like in your walk with Christ to be dating this godly man? Well, it's been nice to like grow in this new area of like, okay, like I have a boyfriend now, potentially like if we stay together like a potential future spouse or whatever Mm -hmm. so I'm like thinking about okay what areas do I still need to mature in before I'm ready for like a lifelong commitment to Mm. someone so like not that it like is speeding up the process of like me maturing in certain areas but it's more like okay like now that I have had my season of singleness and like grown with Christ there like by myself now I get to grow alongside another person in Christ Mm. so you know, I mean, John and I have, like, made it a point to, like, try to go through Bible plans, like, daily in, like, several different ones, like, we've gone through. Um, cool. So, just, like, making sure that there is a um, Christ-centered aspect to our relationship. Um, and then... So, good. so you're going through, like, one of the Bible plans in the Version app? Yeah. Okay. So tell us what you're learning in your Jesus times with Jesus and John. <laughs> so well, we just finished, well, I'm by myself doing a Bible in a year plan mm. with like the Bible project, which is, I love them. Um, but mm. I just today finished a plan on how to make U-turns in life. So it's basically about like, we've all sinned. And so how do we come back from that sin? Mm. So like, there's a couple different like, it was only five days, but there was, like, one was on, like, the freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. Day two was, like, a U-turn from addiction. Day three was turn from anxiety. Day four was U-turn from discrimination. And day five, finally, was the turn from financial consequences. So it was cool to be able to, like, go through those plans. And, like, him and I were both, like, comment on, like, what we learned. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool to, like, see each other's um, perspective on, like, what we learned. And then just to, like, be learning you know yeah so you're learning together and then growing together yeah that's so cool i love that i love that feature in the the bible app that you can yeah comment and kind of have this little text type conversation that's so cool honey and then um wow that's exciting so so how are you in your relationship with this wonderful guy who you know we all love him he's great um (laughs) that's the dog that's nala how do you keep yourself from thinking ahead too much? Because I know a temptation, especially in Christian relationships, is, oh, we're dating. Yeah. He's a godly guy. I know. I know we're gonna get married. And mm-hmm. um, so, how do you keep yourself in the present? So for that, I would say like our third date before we were even dating, like whenever we went on our third date, like I tried to make like boundaries or whatever like okay like before we start officially dating i want to go on three dates which we did Mm -hmm. before we officially started dating and then like okay before like before we get married i want to be dating for at least a year to two years Mm -hmm. so like any any type of way we feel like we're still gonna like wait for a year to two years because i feel like that's a good amount of time to like get to know someone and like see them in their highs and their lows Mm -hmm. and their like different seasons of life so wow that's so cool so you the way you 
stay present is at the beginning of your relationship, you set those boundaries. Yes. Like we're not going to talk about marriage for a year. Is that is that correct? So we, I tried to do, I was like, I don't want you to even think about like proposing whatever until like we've been dating for a year or so. Because I don't want it to be like, like I don't want him to feel pressured. Like, mm. John, like it's been three months and we're Christians. Where's the ring? <laughs> so <laughs> I... I didn't want him to feel pressured right. by that. And I didn't want to feel stressed about, mm. okay, like, I'm going to have to start planning a wedding after dating mm. this guy for four months. I'm like, that's ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the relationship, we set some, like, boundaries to, like, protect ourselves from, like, thinking mm. ahead too much or just, like, I don't know. Because neither one of us have been in a relationship. So, like... That's right. We're, this is your first one for both of you guys. Yeah, so we're trying to play it safe rather than sorry. So, mm. And that's not to say we haven't like made mistakes or anything, but like, we're still in the process of like figuring out this relationship thing and, mm. and all that stuff. So, Wow. I love that. That's so wise. And also, I love how you said we've made mistakes, but you know what? The Bible plan you're going through talks about how you can turn around from those. So exactly. yes, failure is never final. Mm. And not that it's failure. If you make a mistake, you just come back from it. That's why God gives us grace. That's awesome, Talia. So I love how you said the boundaries were put in place to protect you guys from feeling pressure. I've never thought about boundaries that way. I just always thought boundaries are there so you don't sin. But which is also which is also true. Which is also also like boundaries are to protect both of you. Mm. So Mm. yeah, and also like the whole being above reproach thing as well so like Mm. one of our boundaries is like we're not allowed to be alone in a room together so oh good okay yeah that's really wise that's so good and so are those the boundaries you came up with at the beginning of the relationship also yes yeah okay so pretty much the third day we started talking about boundaries Wow. (laughs) because i was like look i've seen some relationships go sideways because boundaries were not established Mm. so i like I like you I want things to work so I want to set like good boundaries to like protect both of us and mm. like keep us in a God-centered relationship wow that's so cool so the boundaries are not just for physical stuff because again Christian dating okay just don't have sex that's it that's like the boundary right and then um, but there's so much more than that there's like you want to develop together emotionally at a healthy pace And you want to get to know each other and do things so that you're building on a solid foundation and not this really fun, but swept away kind of a emotional and physical thing. So that's so good, honey. That's such a wise way to do it. The first like six, seven months you're in a relationship, you're still in the honeymoon phase. So if you make decisions based off the honeymoon phase, you're being ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. Okay. And that's also really wise to be able to... To be able to be in the honeymoon phase and to be able to say, yes, we're in the honeymoon phase. Let me not make lasting decisions now. Exactly. That is so helpful. That is really helpful. Are there any other, um, I won't eat, I'll say boundaries, but also any other things, um, relationships, uh, I don't know. I'll just say things because I can't think of another word that you guys have put in place that has been helpful to build your relationship? Um, probably trying to have like dates. Oh, like, okay. Actually, instead of just like hanging out all the time, like having like planned dates or like planned things that we do so that we can be experiencing memories together and also like finding something to do so that we're not just sitting 
in dead time, I guess. Mm. Which, I mean, still, like, being with each other is, like, nice, but also to have something to do is, like, I mean, it helps us not to get distracted and to that, like, we're not doing anything scandal. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fun. I love that. So planning fun dates to keep you from idle time that can lead to things you don't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> or at least don't want to do right now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Oh, honey, that's really good. Okay. That is so good. Um, I know you mentioned before to you guys have accountability. Do yeah, you have so another we, couple? So or we have, I don't think we technically found mm. an accountability couple yet that we have like asked or like we've asked, but we haven't like been able to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. So, especially since we were not together over the summer, mm. we want to like, I don't know. We don't, not that we don't need an accountability partner right now because you always need an accountability partner, but like it's not maybe as necessary as like if we were in Gainesville seeing each other every day and like mm-hmm. that way, I mean, we could also be accountable to someone who's like is with us and like sees how we're acting as well. Mm. So good. I would, I do want to brag on you about one thing if that's okay. <laughs> I remember um, there was one day where you and John were just hanging out in the living room. And you were doing nothing wrong, but for whatever reason, I was like, uh-oh. And I just felt uncomfortable. And I, t- I remember you sharing with me, mom, I want you to tell me directly if there's ever anything that makes you uncomfortable. And so I did. And your response to that was so encouraging because I was braced for something like, mom, we weren't really doing anything. I think you're overreacting. But what you said was like, oh, okay, thanks for telling me. Let's talk about it. And we had this really great conversation and you were asking questions. Well, what made you uncomfortable? And what was that? And you clarified, oh, this was my thinking. And I was like, oh, I can see that. That's actually really good. And not only were we able to come to this really great resolution for both of us, but I remember you leaving our conversation and going to each one of your siblings and asking them, hey, is there anything John and I are doing that makes you uncomfortable? And I had this fit of joy in my heart because as a mom, seeing that teachable spirit, when you're in a relationship, in a honeymoon phase of a relationship, I was so encouraged and so comforted and so at peace. So I just wanted to give you props for that because that's a big deal. (laughs) Sure. All right, honey. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing about your dating relationship and your Jesus time. Um, So because this is called Jesus time, I know we talked about a little bit what you and John are going through in your Jesus time. Is there anything Jesus is teaching you in your personal times with him that you'd like to share? Um, So I haven't been super able to like... um, be like as in the word as I'd like to be mm-hmm. and again this is going back to like a plan John and I did but it was like there's this plan winning the war in your mind Ooh. I forget who it's by by like I don't know Craig something yeah and this is also one of the U version this is also one of the U version um, Bible plans Bible plans yes gotcha. But it was, I think it's Craig Groeschel. Yeah, Craig Groeschel winning the war in your mind. So, like, I went through this Bible plan, and it was, like, winning the war in your mind. So, mm-hmm. I 
like had enjoyed the plan so much that I bought the book. Oh. And it's like a workbook. And I brought it on vacation so I could like work on it in downtime, but like just like making more of an effort to like change like my neural pathways or whatever to like mm. not thinking about something or like being triggered by something and think about something else. Yeah. So I don't know if that made any sense. But. No, it does. It's basically like that verse. I think it's uh, Corinthians ten nine. I could be lying about the reference about um, uh, ba- take every thought captive to obey Christ. So, and if that's wrong, someone can can tell me. You can email me, text me, message me. But yeah, I think so. That's so good. I think that's always a good thing for us to learn to take our thoughts captive to understand even that we don't have to be led by the first thought that pops into our mind yeah yeah we can take it decide what does jesus say about that and and do it his way so that's awesome that's so helpful honey thanks again so much for your time i really appreciate you sharing your life with us and the awkwardness of christian dating also the blessing of christian dating is not just awkward and guys i hope that you're blessed i hope that you're encouraged i hope that you are finding uh, sweet times with jesus in your times with him i love you so much